Faith, family, freedom, hope, and opportunity. You're listening to Freedom Rings. I'm your host, Senator Marsha Blackburn. And again, we thank you for joining us for Freedom Rings. And this podcast series has been so much fun, and we're continuing to grow it. And with a great guest today, Senator Kelly Leffler. She is from Georgia, new to the Senate, came in the first of the year as an appointee from the governor. And, oh, my goodness, you come in and you're hit with impeachment and then there is a 100-year pandemic, and then they come up with other kind of things like the post office, and now we're into election season. So this is kind of trial by fire for you, and you're getting a lifetime of experience in a few short months, right? That's right. It uh, Everyone said impeachment would be the biggest thing, and, and now we've had a pandemic and an economic recession, and um an election and a Supreme Court justice. 2020, what a year. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) What a year. Well, um, as people are getting to know you around the country, I want you to talk a little bit about your youth and growing up because we share some commonalities in there. And many times people, I think, get the impression that senators just come into the world planning to be a senator. But that's not the case with you. Mm-hmm. And you have a great love for freedom and a great heritage. So give me a couple of minutes on that. I absolutely do. I was born and raised on a family farm, uh, was really grounded in the values of faith, family, hard work, and freedom. And um, uh, I was the fourth generation born on that farm. And just through hard work, have been able to live the American dream uh, that's what I'm fighting for here uh, in Washington for all Americans to live the American dream. I'm the daughter and granddaughter of veterans, uh, so I know the price that was paid for freedom, and um, you know, just working hard to make sure everyone understands how important that is because. Um, I feel a deep debt of gratitude for having lived the American dream, and and want to protect it for future generations. Oh, and you know, I feel like that. Freedom, free people, free markets can solve so many issues if you just let them work and work to their fullness and benefit from that fullness. Now, we both spent a lot of time in 4-H Club. I still remember that 4-H Club pledge. I pledged my head to clear thinking, my heart to greater loyalty, to my hands to better service. Um Talk about your 4-H experience and what you learned there. Well, 4-H was was a way for me to to really grow um, because it gave me that opportunity to pursue interests, but also to be accountable for the results uh, of my projects. And I did projects like sewing, cooking, photography, and and showing cattle, keeping records for my cattle, getting up every day before school, coming home after school, after sports, feeding the cattle, taking care of them, and then showing them at the fair gave me a great sense of pride in the project, but accountability and responsibility at a very young age and um, was something that really built my interest in business as well. And much of that comes because of the record keeping you have to do in 4-H Club. That's right. Our our records uh, were really important because you would you would buy a steer and he would cost a few hundred dollars and then you had to 
you know, buy his feed and his hay and the veterinarian bills. And then at the end of the project, when you sold the steer to market, uh, you had to see if it made a profit. And that really, at, at about age 10, that's what I started learning about. And that those are lessons that you carry with you to this day and how invaluable it is to, as a child, to start learning those lessons that there is an expense column and there is a profit column. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and you want to end up with more in the profit column at the end of the day. And then also you made time uh, when you weren't showing cattle. And I have to ask, did you ever get the grand champion steer? Did you ever get that great big purple ribbon? I didn't. My brother did several oh, times. Okay. So I um, that's when I started to uh, decide that I might start waitressing in order to make the extra profits that he got through selling his right. uh, gr- grand champion steer, which I was always very happy for him because he worked very hard. That's great. <laughs> and uh, sports, you played basketball? I played basketball. I ran track. I played volleyball. Um, I learned a lot about dedication, determination. It's what you do. It's the practice you do when no one's looking about how to work hard. It's the the lessons I learned working in the fields alongside my family, the hard work there. Uh, Applied that to the sports world. Learned a lot through sports, resilience, teamwork, hard work, and um, really felt like it helped me uh, grow as a person and as a leader. And then did you play sports in college? I didn't play sports in college. I really focused on school. I was very focused on building a successful career in business. I was the first in my family to go to college. And so I really saw this as an opportunity for me um, to, to get off the farm and to go out into the world and see what I could do. That, and when you were starting college and you were breaking that barrier in your family and taking that step and you thought about where this journey through college would take you, what did, did you, when you sat down and said, if in a perfect world I can do, what would it be? I wanted to be a successful business person. I had watched my parents uh, build and grow their farm. Uh, they built a small trucking company. And I watched my mom and my dad work together in that business, um, working through very difficult times, through challenges. Um, Life on a farm is often very challenging. And I was very inspired by what they built and achieved together. And I just was inspired also learning about markets, uh, watching the commodity markets, corn, soybean um, markets every day that my dad's a corn and soybean farmer. And it just made me think, like, maybe there's something for me in um, business and finance. So I moved across the country after uh, college and uh, knew what it was like to live paycheck to paycheck, uh, worry about rent and car payments. But I ended up building a successful career in business. That is great. And then how did you translate that into uh, public service? Because many times... I I think that we don't think of the skill set as a transferable commodity, and indeed it is. Whether you're building it in business or you're building it in the not-for-profit world, bringing that to bear to make positive changes in the public sector for all citizens. So how did you make that leap? Well, you're exactly right. There is a lot of transferable knowledge, but I think the most important one 
is an understanding of what makes our economy work, of our, the appreciation of our freedoms, how important our freedoms are, um, and how important America's model of, of capitalism, of freedom, of our democracy. And I had such an appreciation because I went from being that job seeker to a job creator. And so I saw firsthand the impact of government policies and how capitalism works, how it's lifted more people out of poverty, it's lifted more people up across the world and how important it was to fight for that. So because I had lived the American dream, I'd created jobs, I knew what it meant. I felt I had a special perspective to bring to Washington and to make a difference here. Uh, and I also brought that work ethic from the farm, which is really important in public service. Well, and I think that is so important when we talk about dreaming big dreams mm -hmm. and making those dreams come true. Yeah. You can't do that in a country where the government decides how you're going to grow up, where you're going to go to school, what you're going to study, and what your job is going to be, and what you're going to be paid for that job. So it's important to realize it is freedom that allows that individual choice for us. And uh, I, I just think that sometimes when I hear young ones say, well, I don't think capitalism is healthy, which is a comment I had heard recently. I, I want to say, well, you know, capitalism is what allows us each to earn that paycheck. That's right. And to be able to build that business, to be a, a young woman who starts out with nothing in her checking account and grow it to a sizable sum that has created jobs for other people and allows you to give back to others and to invest in others and to break those glass ceilings for others which is significant. That's right. And particularly in this 100th year anniversary of the women's right to vote, you know, I reflect on it. And I think back to my my dad. He, my dad taught me how to hunt and shoot and fish and farm, drive a tractor, drive a pickup truck. He didn't treat me differently because I was a girl. He didn't discourage me from going to college. And the freedoms that we have in this country should be able to be accessible by everyone, uh, regardless of your zip code or your gender or anything. And I think that's the beauty of America, that I think so much can be done here that could never happen anywhere else in the world. And we just have to keep fighting for that opportunity for every single person to live their own dream. Absolutely. And then you got involved in uh, pro sports mm -hmm. ownership. Uh, how were you attracted to do that? And there again, opening opportunities for women. That's right. I had um, been involved in sports much of my life, and I just saw how it brought people together. Uh, people unite around a jersey or a championship or a team, even if it's a small town, how it brings people together and how it really can lift people up. And so when I had the opportunity to become a small investor in our WNBA team in Atlanta, uh, I did that, and when the, the owner decided um, that she was going to tran transition to another role in life, um, became a 50-50 owner, 
and um, really saw what it meant to the community. I got in it because I'm a competitive person, but what I learned was being involved in sports was so much about giving back to the community, mm -hmm. providing that platform um, for women, for families to have affordable uh, entertainment that was enjoyable, that brought folks from all walks of life together and was just proud to be able to be a part of that, providing um, one of only 12 cities in the country uh, with a WNBA franchise. And I think having people cheer together for a team, I say team should be an acronym. Together, everyone achieves more. And it is a good lesson for every one of us. And, you know, I, I think that uh, it is good for the American people to to cheer for our country and to cheer for freedom. So in a nutshell, when somebody says, why freedom? What does Senator Kelly Loeffler say about that? What's your definition of freedom? Well, my, my definition is really the American dream and everyone's dream is different, but that opportunity to pursue it, to have uh, freedom of expression, uh, religious freedom, freedom of thought, and to be able to pursue your own uh, dream, but acknowledging that that freedom uh, is never guaranteed unless you defend it and that we continually support and, and advocate for it and appreciate it. And so I always think about freedom alongside the debt of gratitude that we have for those that came before us that helped us get these freedoms and that we need to always continue to work to protect it. Well, and Ronald Reagan would say repeatedly, we do not pass freedom along in the bloodstream. Every single generation has to fight for it right. in order to pass it on. Well, welcome to the U.S. Senate and welcome to Freedom Rings. And thank you to everyone for tuning in today. We appreciate so much having a few moments of your time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Freedom Rings. You can follow me on Twitter at Vote Marsha, Facebook at Marsha Blackburn for Senate, and on Instagram at Team Marsha. And you can always find us online at MarshaBlackburn.com. The Freedom Rings podcast is edited and produced by Jared Cummings. Executive producers are Conservative Partnership Center and Marsha Blackburn. Together, we make Freedom Ring.